Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, where that S up front stands for sales. And we are uh, we're very privileged to be joined this week by Randy Reemersma from Span the Chasm. He has been uh, an independent uh, business owner for about the last uh, 14 years. And he has spent uh, most of his time helping sales reps and sales leaders improve uh, their craft. He uh, does a lot of work with Aslan, works with a lot of our content. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit today about uh, the importance of the investment in the front lines. We'll talk a little bit about some of our war stories of what we learned through all of our years of selling and sales leadership. And uh, hopefully you take a few nuggets away that uh, will help you on this Friday afternoon as you enjoy a cold and frosty beverage with Ales with Aslan. Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, where we spend some time with you each Friday talking about the world of selling. And uh, we kind of appeal to both sales people and sales leaders. So we hope we've got a good audience out there this fine Friday. And today I'm joined by a good friend, Randy Reemersma, who is a, uh, he's got his own company called Span the Chasm. He does a fair amount of work with Aslan Training and Development. And I want to welcome you, Randy. Welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me on, Scott. Well, thanks for joining. And of course, you know, we're going to talk today about some of the great background that you have in helping those that uh, agree with us about investing in frontline managers and sales leaders. But before we do that, I think I prepped you that we, uh, we don't start any ales with Aslan without the ale part. So I'm going to invite you to crack something cold and frosty and tell us uh, what you're drinking and why you, why you chose it. All right, here we go. That, my friends, was an ice-cold, plain LaCroix, but as I, sparkling water. But as I opened it, I'm reminiscent <laughs> of the many, many, many Sweetwater 420 IPAs that I've had down here, brewed in beautiful Georgia, uh, eating, uh, having those IPAs with a great slice of Marietta pizza. Anyone that's from the Atlanta area of Mar- Marietta knows what a great experience that is. So that's where I am mentally, even though I'm here at my desk with an ice cold LaCroix. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, well, we're, we're, I hope that uh, some of these Atlanta breweries that we've been publicizing on this show will eventually choose to sponsor us one day. You think that'll happen, Randy? I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't imagine why they wouldn't. With the audience that you guys have, I got to think that that's easy money. <laughs> well, we'll see. So here's, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to crack this... Nashville Brewing Company Original Lager. It's a Bavarian, and I should have looked. I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. Hellies, H-E-L-L-E-S. This is a traditional lager made with German grains and hops in a bright and approachable, easy-drinking summer day listening to some country-type ale. So let's listen to that pour. Oh, that's Wow. That's a good one. I was a lot of color on that can. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, we're excited. I, I've uh, probably done, I don't know, eight or 10 of these episodes so far, and I don't think I've ever had the same beer twice. So that, at the very least, enjoying the variety of flavors I've been uh, ingesting uh, on Ales with Aslan. But uh, thanks again, Randy, so much for joining. And, and let's, let's get into sort of a little bit of your background. Uh, uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your career and, and sort of your company, and then we can talk a little bit about uh, how we overlap and work together in the market. Uh, sure. 
so I've got the good fortune. I mean, literally, Scott, I've been in sales since third grade where I was, uh, where I won every contest for my little private school, uh, raising money, selling light bulbs. Uh, naturally, when I didn't do so well in engineering in college and struggled in engineering as a real human with a job after college, uh, after about 10 months of that, I got into technology sales. And here we are 31 years later, uh, is still highly involved in technology sales and doing, you know, tons of consulting, training and coaching for organizations that care about selling better uh, in a tech sector environment, B2B world. Excellent. Excellent. Good. So, uh, and, and when did Span the Chasm sort of come into being? Yeah, so that came into being, uh, its infancy was 14 years ago, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah, it's a little over 14 years ago. And it is, you know, like any idea, it is, it is come and gone, it has morphed a little bit. And, uh, you know, over time, uh, our focus has changed, but it has always been aligned around, you know, uh, just, to, I guess, historically, I'll tell you a little bit more about me, uh, Scott. You know, I, I come from an engineering background, engineering mm -hmm. and math, electrical engineering and mathematics is what I graduated from college. So I, I dig numbers and I like things to work well when I'm, you know, trying to fix stuff all the time. So I care about that. Um, I was also a TA in, in college for physics and calculus. So I care a lot about teaching and seeing the light bulb go off and, you know, seeing people really get ignited around a uh, topic. And then, you know, having been in sales, sales leadership for my entire professional career, effectively, you combine those three ideas. I love selling. I love seeing things work well. And I love seeing people light up when they learn new concepts that just naturally pulled me after, uh, you know, after you know, baseball has been pretty good. I had a good career in sales and wanted to sort of expand that, you know, so I could help, help uh, uh, you know, more of a, a, a one to end more of a model where we could work with lots of companies because I believe we will all be better served if companies sell better. So it really seemed like a natural step to begin span the chasm. And, uh, you know, our clients seem to like us. So we've been growing on this vector and continuing with the help of companies like Aslan, uh, bringing more and more services and value to our client base. Yeah. And that's, that's uh, what I'm really interested in, in hearing about because uh, you know, I've, I've only been uh, with Aslan about six months. I've known the company for a good, you know, almost 20 years, but tell me about how you sort of got linked up with Aslan. I know you do a lot of business with us and, and uh, we, we share a common interest in, in those that are interested in investing in their frontline managers and sales leaders. And yeah. that, you know, that's where the sort of catalyst, um, you know, takes place of that transformation in, in most sales organizations. So how did that, that relationship begin? Well, it, it began rather randomly. Uh, you know, Tommy Stanfield, who's the, uh, the chief poobah there at Aslan, he and I, you know, I, I was getting out of what I was doing and I'd been on my own for a little while and we got to know each other, uh, maybe 14 years ago and we were having breakfast one day and we we're just having a conversation and it always been more on the personal side, but we kind of got into what he was doing, what I was doing. And there was just like this obvious alignment and we're like, you know, we would be better together than apart. So, uh, you know, and with the content that you guys bring to the marketplace that I just, you know, I can't rave enough about, uh, it just really helps us deliver more value to our client base. So I think we've been working with Aslan, gosh, I want to say about nine or 10 years now. And uh, I've had a good, just simply, it's been a dynamite experience. That's great. I mean, that's excellent. So that actually kind of leads us um, into, you know, some of the more uh, 
tangible um, pieces that I'd like to get into. What what is sort of the delineation or where do you see the complementary messages that we share that you use from our company that overlap or, or, or even um, parallel and work well with what, what you guys teach on your side at Span the Chasm? Well, if you look at what we do, we kind of take a three uh, pillar, I guess, three pillar approach. The first thing that we usually work with is someone who's very much on a consulting services approach let's look at your sales tech stack let's really look at your sales strategy ideal target model uh, sales process some of those kinds of things your hiring plan um, some of those things to make sure you've got your you know the mechanics of your company set up well once we get that in place and there's usually some needs for the team that's in place to up level their skill sets um, and that's where our class you know the first pillar is consulting services the second pillars are classrooms you know where we might teach a variety of things from prospecting to leadership to um, major accounts all kinds of different classes depending on what the what the clients needs are and then the final pillar is coaching which is where it's very one-on-one whether it's with us with a rep with us with the frontline or middle sales leadership or us working with the executive team so by, by having our services organized that way, we can really have a long-term impact with an organization. If you look at, you know, why Aslan for us, um, I think if you look at my natural bent is, is more on the mechanical clinical science side. And if you look at um, the other centered approach that Aslan builds everything on, the ability for leaders to really look at, you know, where, what are their signs, what are holding them back and being, doing some transformation things. There's just such a, to me, a natural yin yang relationship between our natural tendencies and Aslan's natural tendencies, which creates complete experience for our customer base. So whether it's coaching reps to really be able to understand how important receptivity is before you ever get anywhere with your message, right? Making sure people are leaning in or, whether it's helping leaders really understand who and how to invest in and what great leadership looks like and how to flip the org chart and all that stuff. The things that, you know, the things that you guys bring to the market allow us to serve in such a different, more complete way, which then for both of us makes it, which is great, is a better experience for our client base. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, I know there's lots of uh, sales reps and sales leaders listening out there that are, that are, you know, trying to figure out what uh, what these two companies can do in parallel or in concert with one another, and so I think that's uh, that's super helpful to to help them understand that. Let's let's get real practical. Let's talk about, you know, in your 31 years of experience, um, very we must be very similar age because I've been out there, you know, just a, a, about the same amount of time in the market and. You know, when you're when you're at it as long as those of us that uh, that have the gray hairs or some of us have no hair. Uh, you know, what are some of the lessons uh, that you can share with the audience? I mean, remember, we're talking to sales reps and sales leaders at Ailes with Aslan. They've, you know, they, they've, they're having good weeks and bad weeks by the time they get to Friday. What are some of the things that, uh, you know, maybe you had some success with and maybe, you know, maybe there's a failure story in there somewhere? Uh, <laughs> you know, Scott, maybe there's one, maybe two failure stories. Um, let's learn from, let's learn from the learning events first. Um, I think they're usually much more instructive when I listen to podcasts. I love when someone stepped in it and I can learn from them, right? I get the experience and they paid the bill. Yeah. So, um, I, I think on a, on a rep standpoint, 
I think um, a couple of things that I have done that I wish I was more attuned to as I was coming up through my career, um, and, and this goes back a little bit maybe towards my more rational engineering mindset, um, I didn't take the other person into account enough. You know, like, for example, you know, core to Aslan is that idea of being other-centered. What's yeah. on their whiteboard? What do they care about? I cared about the deal and what I needed to get out of the deal. And that was very, very much a – um, a compass for me early in my career. And I think the other thing that uh, I wish I was more aware of early on was the emotions in the sales process. I was always very great at, you know, I could build these business cases that, you know, they, they could stand scrutiny up. Anybody coming out of HBS could look at my business cases. They would not be able to shoot a hole in them. These things were tight um, and they made a ton of sense, but until, you know, I didn't learn this until later, until I, until I got to the emotional side of someone's, head and their heart, it's hard to get the velocity, right? Ration educates, but emotion motivates. So I would say, number one, it's not about me. How am I helping someone else succeed is a lesson that I've learned. And I've certainly stepped in that one, I don't know, hundreds of times. Mm. And the other element is emotionally ignite your deals. It has to make sense rationally, but the emotional side of our brain first wants to connect there. It'll check with the rational side to make sure it's a good idea. So there's a role for that, but, you know, get the, get the emotions involved more. Yeah. It's that whole, you know, right brain, left brain piece, right? I mean, you can, yeah. you can, you can only rationalize and I guess you can rationalize anything. I mean, if I really want uh, a BMW, I'll probably figure out a way to do it, but I think you're exactly right. You've got to, you've got to get to that emotional side uh, of the brain and that makes complete sense to me. So so that covers sort of the uh, the times you've, as you said, stepped in it. What about you know a, a good example, either you know as a as a uh, consultant in your current role, or maybe something that someone helped you with along the way. So I think we have people that step into our lives, uh, whether you know whether it's serendipity, whether it's your higher power, whether you believe in God, whatever. There are these moments where people intersect, and I had a guy intersect with me in my mid thirties who slowed me down. I was a young leader and I was burning reps out. They were making a ton of money and I was burning them out. And um, I viewed them, although I said, I'm helping you achieve your goals. Uh, I, I just viewed them as tools to help me achieve my goals. Mm. And he slowed me down and man, Scott, do I wish that I had gone through a catalyst workshop when I was 31 years, you know, 30 years old. I don't know where you guys were, but I needed, <laughs> I needed a catalyst <laughs> workshop back then so that I can understand the idea of serving my people and um, where I could understand what motivates them and how to get that aligned and be able to actually achieve my goals at a higher level by helping them and serving them in a different way. So I really wish that I had, um, you know, again, learning moment, but I had those people come into my lives and I trans, you know, and I changed then, And I then built a mindset where my goal for everyone that's ever worked for me is BYE plus 20%. I now have a filter where BYE best year ever, plus 20%. How do I serve them? How do I partner with them if they're on my team to help them achieve their goals, have their best year ever, plus 20%, or whatever it's got to be. So it's about them and not about me and, and you know what I look like and all the other stuff. And when I stopped caring about me and I started caring about my other reps, I got to see people blossom and flourish in ways that I never, ever would have imagined. So that idea of just plowing it into my people, um, that's been something that I, that, you know, took me a while to learn. Like I said, I wish I'd been with you guys earlier on. And I got to tell you though, in transparency, you know, 
I still have a tendency to click back into, I, I care about performance more than people, right? I still have that tendency and I have to watch it. But when my heart is right, when my mind is right and I'm serving other people, then they feel better. And you know something, Scott, I feel better. Yeah, I think I think there's something to that. I mean, you know, when we're with clients, and I think you find the same thing with your clients, you, when you focus on the other person, when we're serving others, uh, we are, that is when we are at our best. And it's probably when we feel our best. Uh, and again, that, that, uh, that's, that's a key component, I think of, or a pillar of, of both of our companies. So that's, that's great. So, yeah. it, you know, in sort of summarizing what we've, we've chatted through, I, I think, um, and I love your, your, your last point about uh, really getting to what motivates the rep. Um, yep. if that's their best year ever plus 20%, um, if it's, uh, you know, maybe there's some reps that have something else that motivates them. They really want to go on the company trip. I mean, I was, I was one of those, I love the money, but I wanted to be on that hundred percent club trip or that 21 club trip at Kodak, because that just was like, that was the cool fun thing to go away with other people that were achievers. Right. So whatever that one thing is, or those couple things that motivate is as a leader, we've got to get to that with each individual rep. And by the way, expect that it's different for each individual rep. Yeah. I love that piece. Uh, BYE plus 20%. That's a good one. Stop caring about me. Start caring about them. And I think that applies not only to, you know, us with our reps as sales leaders, uh, but that applies with reps with their customers. Like care more about what your customer's interested in and what they're focused on and less about your commission. Because if you take care of them, more than likely uh, it, it will take care of you in the way of a commission check, right? Um, and then we talked a little bit about uh, some of the things that we've all tripped on back in, in, uh, in our days. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we don't make those same mistakes too often or more than once or twice, but really, um, you know, making sure that we, uh, we focus on, you know, making the mistake, learning from it and moving, moving on. And I think that was some great stories that you told. So really appreciate you coming on board. And I would be remiss if I didn't say, tell us, you know, how people can, I, you know, I know they know where to find us on Aslan now, but how do they learn more about Span the Chasm and my, uh, my, my visit to your podcast, which hopefully we'll, we'll uh, be able to cross-pollinate and get some of our listeners listening to yours and vice versa, because I think we're sending similar messages. So how do people find you out there on the World Wide Web? Real simple, spanthechasm.com, uh, or shoot us an email at info at spanthechasm.com. And uh, I just want to encourage uh, anyone, feel free to stop by our website, sign up and get in, and get our content, get Aslam Training and Development's content. And I can promise you, you will never get a sales pitch. You'll get an engaged conversation to see if it makes sense or not for us to help you. And if it does, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, we'll be all in. Um, a, a commitment we make to everyone that we serve is that if it's not going to be referral quality work, we won't do it and we'll try to point you to a resource that'll actually be a better resource for you because uh, we really do believe somewhat missionally that the world will be better off if other companies are selling better. And if we're not the right vehicle to do that, then we don't want to be in that game. So feel free to stop by spanthechasm.com. Uh, we'd love to have a conversation. And that's such a critical message uh, from both of our companies. You know, I think the better uh, that sales reps sort of understand your solution, no matter what it is, uh, is not going to fit everybody. And the, and the sooner nope. you learn that, you know, uh, you might not be the right solution and convey that to the customer, you've taken a lot of that pressure off of, of the conversation. Uh, I'm here to help you and I'm not sure if I can. And if I can't, 
then we won't waste each other's time. And yet you'll learn something that might be helpful in your decision making down the line. And I think if we all approach it that way, we'd feel a lot better about the selling that we run into in our lives, wouldn't we? <laughs> so, oh, amen. Yeah. You know, Scott, think of the value. It's the fast no. If we don't, if we're not meant to be together, then man, let's just, you know, swap Christmas cards and break off the, the engagement. No pressure. And, uh, you know, I, I wish a lot of sales reps would understand the value of the fast no, because we are not designed, as you know, as I know, we are not designed to serve everyone effectively. Therefore, why try? That's right. Right. What a refreshing way to look at selling. And so hopefully uh, you all have enjoyed another episode of Ales with Aslan on this Friday afternoon with a cold and frosty beverage. Uh, feel free to comment down below on additional content you'd like to hear about. We're, uh, we're all about you. We want to make sure that uh, you're getting value out of this above and beyond the uh, fermented hops that uh, you're consuming when listening to it. Join us again next week for another episode of Ales with Aslan. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks, everybody. It was another great uh, conversation. I hope you enjoyed uh, Randy Reemersma from Span the Chasm. Had a great time uh, getting to know him a little bit better and understanding sort of his background, how things uh, unfolded for his business uh, in his career from engineer to business owner and uh, really honing his craft and, and now working with leaders and sales reps alike to help them master their craft. So uh, really enjoyed another great week on Ales with Aslan. Tune in every week on Friday for a new episode as we uh, delve into the tips and tricks and those things that help uh, all of us in our selling careers. Have a great weekend, everybody.